You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising and good morning, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey. I am your host, Trey Holiday, And of course, we want to welcome you on this. I'll just say welcome Wednesday because it's not quite warm out there. <laughs> so welcome, everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Of course, I think this is the perfect time, as always, right at the top of the show to just tell you to go ahead and tag and share the stream. Uh, this is a great time to do so. Tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. Also, if you're not able to watch our TV shows here on Converge, and specifically this one right here, you guys can also listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. You can just search Converge Media Network. We're on all of the platforms, Google, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. So if you know people that can't watch at 11 a.m., let them know they can also listen anywhere they find their favorite podcast by searching Converge Media Network. We have a really good show for you today, and I'm so grateful to our team. We had some adjustments, and so... Of course, there's always amazing things to showcase. Uh, first up, we're going to be hearing from Brian Callanan, of course, of the Seattle News Views and Brews right here on Converge Media, but also of Seattle Channel. He's going to be sharing with us what's going down tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews. So we'll check in with him. And my girl, Basa Gordon, gave us a great recap of all the Seafair activities. So we'll be showing you guys a bit of what she has to say in regards to Seafair. And lastly, I get the opportunity to interview Vaughn, our intern right here at Converge Media. He's going to be sitting in here on the living room set with me for the day with Trey, telling us all about his internship experience, what he's gaining right here at Converge, and how he sees himself as a part of the media solutions in the future once he graduates. So can't wait to dive into everything today. Of course, I want to thank Brian. Ryan for always being consistent and sending us some clips. Anytime he can't make it, he makes sure that we get a good dose of what's going on tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews. Hey, Trey, I'm sorry I can't join you in person, but I did want to let people know what's going on with Seattle News Views and Brews. We've got a lot of things happening here on the show tonight at seven o'clock right here on Converge. The first thing we're going to be talking about, I'm with my co-host, David Croman. We're going to be talking about the response from the city of Seattle to the reversal of Roe versus Wade. A lot happening with this, as we know, a national, international story even. And so what the city's trying to do is threefold. The mayor is talking about putting $250,000 towards reproductive health care into the Northwest Abortion Access Fund. So that's one piece of the puzzle here. You also have Councilmember Sawant talking about making Seattle an abortion sanctuary city, just to make sure that there's enough protections here and people know that they can come here for services. However, on top of that, there's kind of looking at this from the state level. There's a few different issues here because our state did codify Road versus Wade into law in 1991. But now the governor is talking about potentially putting a constitutional amendment in place to protect abortion access. And that's a very interesting piece because it would require two thirds support from the legislature. Does he have that? Not quite sure. We'll have to see what happens there. But that's something the governor's working on. And I should mention one final piece here. 
the state attorney general's office is expecting to see a lot of people come from different states to our state when these different trigger laws go into effect, like Idaho has, for example. So some of the numbers I've seen, a 385% increase for some of the providers out there. And the important legal part to this is this, and where the AG wants to get involved. He wants to make sure that people who are coming here don't get chased after by the jurisdiction that they came from. So there's a lot of different legal issues here, of course, emotional and medical and traumatic issues to deal with here as well. But a lot going on here over the next several weeks and months, and we'll continue to follow that. I also wanted to talk about, and we'll be talking about on the show this evening, the rollout of a new 988 mental health hotline. This is really interesting. It's supposed to be going into effect on July 16th, and this is where people can call for different mental health needs. Now, it's interesting. The city is talking about this. This is happening nationwide, but the city is talking about this as it itself is trying to revamp its 911 response, right? The mayor is very concerned about this, trying to come forward with some plans. The city council is saying, wait a minute, we had these conversations with Mayor Durkin. She was talking about this triage one program where we, where we could have non-sworn officers going out to these calls like welfare checks or whatever else that police don't necessarily need to go to. So there's a little bit of tension there because the city council is saying, hey, we need to at least start a pilot program on this. The mayor is saying we want to make sure we're building something sustainable. He wants to go a little bit more slowly. Of course, there's a lot of urgency behind this because of the lack of police officers that Seattle has right now. Also, we're dealing with the fact that the main police guild or the main police union for Seattle police, the police officers guild, hasn't come to an agreement with the city just yet. A lot of pieces are in the air with this one, but this is something that the mayor and the city council are going to be working on closely over the next several months. I also know that the city uh, city council and the mayor are going to be working very closely on a budget deficit. You may have heard about this in some of the headlines out there, $117 million. These are some of the issues that came from the last administration, some of the promises made there. Some of these issues were fulfilled with uh, different federal dollars for, uh, for relief from the pandemic over the past couple of years. Now some of those bills are coming to bear. And so what we're going to see in between the council and the mayor right now is a little bit of tension going into September because that's the time when he actually puts out his budget announcement, tells people how he's going to balance the budget. He's already told different city departments all around the city, get ready for cutting about three to six percent of your services out there. So he's saying that he's waiting for a new revenue analysis coming his way in August. So that might ameliorate things just a little bit there, but get ready for this. This is going to be a bit of a budget showdown between the city council, between the mayor, really the first test of that relationship that the mayor talks about so much, one Seattle. So a lot happening right here. I wanted to make sure that people tuned into the show tonight at seven o'clock because it's going to be a great one. Seattle News Views and Brews right here on Converge. And Trey, I'll see you next time. Wow. Thanks so much, Brian. Always great topics, hot topics happening on Seattle News Views and Brews. And clearly it is something that we need to be tuning into. I mean, we've already been talking about there's going to be an, a major influx uh, in terms of abortion services and people flooding to our state with all of this uh, return, you know, removal really of Roe versus Wade this is something that is happening in discussions in multiple communities right now. But to hear those numbers of 385% of an increase, that is huge. And so I wonder what, uh, you know, those uh, services and clinics are doing to scale up to get prepared for that influx. There's a lot of discussion there. Uh, love hearing that the mayor, uh, the governor is looking at doing something for the state that will really, uh, again, make sure that they're not getting prosecuted once they return to their state. 
Uh, I also wonder what this may say about people just saying, I'm up and moving uh, to a new city. I'm moving to a place where I know my rights are being protected in that regard. This is just very, uh, very uh, in, uh, interesting topic, a very interesting one, because it is so ever evolving. It's not just about abortion. It's about so many other things. And it's also about think people who are progressive in and of themselves, you know, living in states where they're like, look, my my voice is not being heard when it comes to certain issues. If now you're just going to ensure that I'm going to get prosecuted for something that is an individual right and that is my own choice um, or me and my family's choice. So very interesting there, Brian. Thanks for tapping in on that. And when we think about these budget shortfalls, right, at the city, we know that it hits a lot of different services that unfortunately are there to, you know, support those in need. Oftentimes, those are some of the ways that they try to balance out these budgets. So I don't know, Brian, we'll see how that goes, because that's going to be uh, something that we definitely want to pay attention to here. Where are they going to find the money for that? And what departments is the mayor looking to to, you know, take away uh, three to six percent of services. Let's see, uh, and and really, I'm I'm optimistic right now because I'm not sure, but I'm optimistic that there is uh, some level of protection for those who are in need of these kinds of services. So thanks, Brian. Lots of great topics today um, right here on Converge Media tonight, 7 p.m. Tap in with Brian Callanan and David Croman so you guys can know all about the things that are happening right here in Seattle on Seattle News Views and Brews. Um, up next, before we go to break, I just want to make sure that we hear from my girl, Basa Gordon, about all the things going on with Seafair. Hey, Trey. Obviously, basically, Gordon here. I'm not at home right now. I'm actually at the iHeartRadio station in Seattle. Um, but I still wanted to make sure I popped in to let you guys know what to actually expect for Seafair this year. So check this out. Omari and I actually ended up going to the Seafair media press conference and we were able to get all of the little juicy details that, well, you might not necessarily see if you're not watching the news. So first of all, in case you guys did not know, Amazon is a title sponsor this year for Seafair. So of course we had to meet with Taylor Wong who works over at Amazon to give us all the details on what to expect this year for Seafair. A fun family event, uh, opportunities to bring the community back and together after all the difficulties that we've experienced and um, experience one of the best fire sh uh, fireworks show in the Northwest. Now, although Amazon is actually your title sponsor for Seafair, they're not just sponsoring the big events. They're actually sponsoring some of the neighborhood events like, you know, Umoja Fest and even events that are happening in the Chinatown International District. So not only are we sponsoring some of the main um, activities and events, uh, Seafair activities and events, but we are also sponsoring um, neighborhood Seafair sanctioned events such as Emoja uh, Festival um, and also activities in the Chinatown International District. So this is our way of making sure that um, neighborhoods who want to celebrate Seafair, bring people together, have the opportunity to do so. Speaking of some of those neighborhoods, we were actually able to talk with Margot Jones, who works with Emoja Fest, you know, to get some details on what to expect this year at Emoja Fest. What we can expect from Emoja Fest this year is just bringing the community back together, being able to come back together and celebrate each other, celebrate our community, 
um, and just have a good time. I mean, that's expectancy for me. It's like just being able to come back together and seeing our people, seeing that we haven't seen in a couple of years because of COVID and just being back together and having a good time um, and bringing people together so we can eat and just celebrate. I can say this year that um, Amazon, as them being the title sponsor for Seafair, they're also the title sponsor for Mojafest this year. So, um, you know, they were willing to step up to the plate. Um, we still have a lot of other potential sponsors that we usually have um, still stepping up and coming in, but Amazon has stepped up to the plate uh, more so this year. Um, I feel like, you know, they could have did more, but um, we'll see what happens next year. Now, Margo also let us know that not only are we going to have our amazing foods and fellowship over at Emoja Fest this year, look, R&B singer Raheem Devon is also going to be there. So we have Raheem Devon. He's going to be there on um, Saturday, August 6th, performing live. Um, it's a free concert for the community for everyone to come on out and to celebrate. He's a Grammy Award winning artist. So I think everyone will love to see him and come out and enjoy that. But then we also have like all the other community um, people in the community that will have performing, all the lo other local artists and um, and performers. So yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I am more than excited about Seafair this year. This whole year, my whole theme is we are outside this summer and we are living our best lives no matter what. So back to you, Trey. And also, girl, let us know what you're excited about this year for Seafair. Oh, I love it, Besa. And I agree with you after it, experiencing Emoja Fest, uh, the ways that I have in my childhood, it is something that I definitely look forward to. I look forward to bringing my sons. It is such a, a outdoor family reunion of all kinds. I mean, you're talking about people coming from all different states just to come to Emoja Fest. It has always been such a staple in our community. And for me, that's the Seafair event that I'm always looking forward to. So I'm so excited that Raheem Devon will be here, that we will get to experience his amazing talent on stage, on the big stage at Emoja, Emoja Fest. And also, I'm excited this year, it is coming back to Judkins Park. Um, it is going to be that three-day festival that we have all come to know and love uh, you know in the last couple of years with COVID there's been some adjustments to it but it's always still presented itself as an amazing event for our community so I'm really excited Besa thanks so much for giving us the lowdown on all the things happening with Seafair coming up I, I I gotta tell you that is something that I think all Seattle lights and people that live in Washington, particularly Western Washington, we look forward to these events because it's always a great time to get out here and, and enjoy some community time with our family. So thanks so much, Besa. Well, of course, after this short break, I'm going to be diving in with Vaughn, our intern. He's going to be telling us about his experience. And we'll also kind of see some, some photos of Vaughn out there experiencing uh, all the things that Converge Media has brought into his life. Stay tuned after this short break, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. What y'all, it's T-Dub. I'm here at Converge Media to let you know about my new venture, The Resole. We are introducing Seattle's first dry cleaner for sneakers and we want you to be a part of it. Head over to www.theresole206.com this Juneteenth weekend for our official website launch. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Besa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. 
They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Faisa. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. Lots of joy right here on the set. Uh, I get to sit down with Vaughn Williams, our intern. We all know him and love him and call him Vaughn. What is up, Vaughn? Hey, Trey. <laughs> so glad. Look, Vaughn is normally on the other side of the camera, right, Vaughn? I mean, you've been helping with the day with Trey. Thank you so much for all that you've given to our productions here at Converge Media and specifically to this show right here, The Day with Trey. You've been bringing your brilliance right here and stepping in anywhere we need. We're like, Vaughn, we need photos. Vaughn, we need this. Vaughn, we need that. Tell us a bit about how this experience is shaping your understanding of media. Um, I say like my understanding of media has actually like changed a lot because in school, we typically see like mainstream news. We report on mainstream stuff in like the world. But with Converge Media, I really got to tap into like the Central District community. And in Kent, I wouldn't really say I was part of the community in Kent, but being able to come back after my first year in college and really be able to like connect with a community that looks like me has really like changed and shifted my opinion on media a lot. Yeah, I think uh, that's the uh, very uh, much a continued sentiment of many of us here because we are the community that we create media for, right? We come from it. And, and for those of us, particularly that are black, that are at Converge, obviously Converge, we look, Salman Saudi up in here, you know, but feels a part of this community as well. This There's something so special about us being intentional in the ways that we create media. Now, Vaughn, you've been a part of some really major uh, productions here at Converge. Tell us some of the things that have really excited you over your time with us thus far. Honestly, whenever I get to go out and be like in the world and like with you guys and like creating a story, that's like my favorite part, like the construction site. That was insane. Like my pants were dirty, but it didn't matter. You know, <laughs> got to set up lights and stuff like that. But, and then what was it? Uh, Celtics, that's not the Celtics, <laughs> what is it called? The Seattle Supersonics, mm -hmm. that whole event was super cool. McCall Hall, amazing. I think I've been in McCall Hall like once or twice, but being able to like set up a show, it's insane. Like honestly, like wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, you know, I think you're absolutely right. Being out in this community is something that for me is beyond you know like we get to actually showcase what these partnerships look like because we get to create media in these spaces like it was amazing to be at McCall Hall honestly uh for the day with Trey to be there in our first week you know our final show that week you know culminating it because that partnership at McCall Hall has been so special to me personally going to operas going to the ballet you know connecting with my good friends Leah and Gary over there appreciate you guys so much um, it's been phenomenal that partnership. So I'm so glad that you got to be there. And really, you're you're seeing like the dedication that it also takes when we talk about being from the community and telling stories that oftentimes no one else is going to tell, right? Um, you know, so 
now you're getting to see that all of this media is super important. Uh, you, you also were out there with us at the Emmys. I know we got a couple of photos of you, Vaughn. Uh, just tell us your experience with being with us as we receive such a prestigious award and honor. Well, first of all, the fact that I even went was kind of insane because when I got there, it was a spectacle walking into the room, seeing all like the fancy, all like five different forks and the whole like three course meal. But being able to be there with Converge was like, it was like really even a lot to me and be able to see like Omari's speech. Like I felt empowered. I felt like I can, I have a space in the media community and like in the media world and I can like carve my own lane to like basically find success in kind of like a closed off industry. Yeah. You know, uh, this is why, you know, I, I really love these kinds of interviews because I got to sit down with Ike and hear a bit about, you know, his experience last year interning with us and the difference between learning something academically and then being in the field to actually experience it, to produce it, to be a part of it. Tell us a bit about that dichotomy for you, because I know even for me, I got my degree in communications and I was creating media at school, but to do something like this has really elevated my understanding of the importance and the impact that media really has. Um, so I guess, first of all, like with school, a lot of it is theory. You're being taught how to create and produce media or create and produce films. But being here, it's like putting that practice into like actual work. And so it's a lot more real. Like when I write small like recaps for the shows, it's like, oh, people are actually going to see this, not just my professor. Like maybe five people actually peer review the actual <laughs> articles. And so I guess it added a lot of like, I guess, purpose to my work because in school, I guess your work, like you have, you put purpose into your work, but it's not really like people can't really see it. It's just, mm -hmm. you have to hold it to your heart. But being able to like produce articles for Converge, it like really helped me a lot with like how much I like and like want to be a part of the media space. Yeah, I am so, it's such a, a honor to work with you. And I'm getting a little choked up because I'm just remembering um, my time in school and how important it was for me. Very similar to what you just said there, Vaughn. Now, I, I, I did an internship and there was no pay. There was no glitz and glamour. I didn't get to like interview celebrities and be, you know, like what you're experiencing is so beyond uh, my wildest dreams as a, a college student, right? And in, in my collegiate career, I took my experience from the classroom to public access. And I learned so much at public access. I was technical directing. So just like what you're doing, I was setting up, you know, studio sets. I was doing all of that. But it was, again, very community centric work. And, you know, from that, I got to intern with Capistani Films. Shout out to you, uh, Capistani Films. I got to intern with them. And that was a major experience for me because we went out on the road. We were, you know, um, working on a film. And so we drove from here to Arizona and we were like doing casting calls 
was in Arizona and I got to meet with some, you know, famous, um, you know, baseball players at the time. So, it, you know, that was like, whoa, like I'm actually doing stuff that matters, that is going to be really helpful to this film and the creation of this film. And it was me also seeing the process behind all of it, which really helped me to understand how I wanted to bring myself into it as an adult. What are some of the things that now you're taking away with you um, in this internship that are allowing you to shape possibly how you see yourself contributing to the media world once you graduate? Um, I think this like internship has given me like, it's put a lot more intentionality into my work. Like for example, like when I first got here, I did not know how to use any of this equipment. Like I can, I can press an on button, but Converge Media guys, they had me doing audio my first audio, Truth for Proof show, disaster. <laughs> no, but eventually I did get the hang of it. And now I, I do like a lot of audio, like when we're actually like on like in the field and like, that's amazing to me. And then like setting up all the lights and stuff. And so I think moving forward, the stuff that I've learned from Converge will definitely help me in the future when I eventually start making my own films or start working in news or something who knows? The future's unknown. There's a lot of different ways I can go with my degree. But Converge has just really taught me how to essentially create stuff and to like put emotion and like make sure that it matters. Because a lot of these stories that we tell, people, like you said before, people, a lot of people just won't see it. And so being able to put a spotlight on these stories is basically, it's basically inspired me to do the same with in the work I do in the future. You know, I love hearing that because it's so necessary. And if we can do one thing here at Converge, and, I, you know, I love the the phrase that Omari from his mother, Reverend Harriet, which this is something that I take with me and I cherish it so much, is how we do anything is how we do everything, right? And um, it is so real that if you do not put your 110% into everything you do, you're shortchanging, you know, what the outcome could be. And when you maximize your input, you maximize your output. And so for me, that's something that I will carry with me all the time. What are one of the things that you feel you will carry with you all the time? Because there's a lot of things that we say here and it really showcases in the way that we move. But what is one of those nuggets for you that you think will really impart on the rest of your life? Um, I think it's probably going to be what you said at the end of every show, go forward in your purpose. Because I feel like, especially in today's society with like a lot of like social media, people like tend to not be able to know what their purpose is. And so, you know, being able to find your purpose and then being able to do something with it and create this with it, I think that's probably going to be like what sticks with me the most. Oh, that's amazing, Vaughn. And you know what? Congratulations. I guess the other day you wrapped up your last final. <laughs> I know that was huge for you. No, because I, it, the final was for Japanese class and... <laughs> <laughs> we had homework every day, but being able to finally be done, like take like a break until like classes start up again. It's nice. <laughs> well, don't worry. We'll keep you busy right here on Converge Media. Uh, thank you so much, Vaughn. Uh, you know, I, I got to give you a chance like we love to do. You can look right there in that camera. If people want to connect with you, learn more from you now that you've had this amazing experience, let them know how they can find you. Um, 
I guess my main platform right now is Instagram. I don't post much right now, but my first narrative filmmaking class will be starting this fall and I might be posting some shorts for my film class. But if you want to see some stuff from me right now, make sure to follow Converge Instagram because you might see my face bi-weekly, maybe weekly, who knows? <laughs> and so, yeah. There it is. How do they find you on Instagram? Uh, oh, my Instagram is Vaughn Will with five L's. Right, right <laughs> on. Gotta... Right on. Will with five L's. Hey, you know what? You can't go wrong with that, Vaughn. That is very unique. There's only one Vaughn Will, so... <laughs> <laughs> right on well thank you so much mr vaughn williams for sitting down with me on the day with trade today and sharing your experience here at converge media we appreciate all of your contributions to everything we're doing here thank you for having me absolutely oh all warm and fuzzy uh we are actually here at the top of the hour so or you know the top of the the middle of the hour for me because it's 30 minutes. Um, but I want to thank all of you for watching today. I would definitely want to thank Brian Callanan for sending in a clip for Seattle News Views and Brews. Make sure you check that out tonight, 7 p.m. right here on Converge Media. And shout out to my girl Besa for giving us all of the details about Seafair. Looks like there's some injection of funding coming from Amazon. We'll see how that changes things up. And I loved Margot's point there about maybe they could do more. So we'll see next year. But I think you have to start the relationship somewhere. And we've been encouraging Amazon to be more connected to the community. So it's really great to see this effort by Amazon. Shout out to you, Besa. Thanks for that clip. And of course, I got to thank Vaughn Williams for being on the set with me today, sharing his experience about his internship here. And I tell you, you guys, Vaughn is learning a lot and he's so dedicated to this. We appreciate his experience. We appreciate his loyalty and his heart, what he pours into the things that he's doing. He's just here to learn. And he's like, hey, what is it? What I got to do? What I got to do? And so I love seeing that. Of course, for me, I want y'all to be inspired, be inspired by what you guys see us doing here at Converge. You know, we have a lot of people that pour into this amazing media outlet. And I want to thank everybody who is involved behind the scenes, in front of the camera, everything in between. We appreciate all of you guys. And um, I am always inspired by everybody here on the team. So I want you guys to be inspired as well. Of course, you got to see yourself as a part of the solution. We'll all be better, better for it. Uh, tomorrow coming up, we got our real life culture. Mr. Curtis Calhoun will be joining us once again. And we may be Hearing from my girl Julia Jesse about clapback culture tomorrow as well. You guys, thanks so much for watching today's show. I want you guys to remember that it matters. Everything you do matters, as well as black media matters. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Peace. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.